0: Hey there, welcome to Joyful Projects. Hey, you know what we're doing here? We're exploring the secret to real excellence when we're transforming ideas into a reality. You know what they are? They're projects. Hey, I'm Paul Armstrong. And you know what? This podcast is for those of you who are sincere about what it takes to accomplish a project in a truly meaningful way, to transform what is just an idea into a reality with more than just getting it done, okay? I'm sharing what I've had the blessing to learn over a lot of years from being with a lot of teams. So, yep, you're going to hear a lot that echoes what's in books on project management. But you know what? Here's the real reason I love sharing what I've learned, because I found that to really understand and apply what truly accomplishes ideal projects, <laughs> I discovered it while teaching Sunday Score. You know what? Because I found it in what I believe is the truth, namely God's Word. So, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take Sunday's message, apply it to a Monday Mission, and think you're going to find it refreshing, helpful, especially if you're in a role of leading or influencing on a project team. Okay. Hey, really delighted you've tuned in. Love you if you subscribe. That's always cool. Uh, You know what? Sharing, commenting on the podcast, always helpful. And if you new, well, one, well, you might want to start at episode one. This is a series. And if you want to learn more about me, go to enablingjoy.com. But for now, you know what? Let's get moving. Guess what? We're on episode 21. Accomplishing delightfully. Wow, that's a mouthful, isn't it? You know what? Here's where we're at. Remember, we're taking this journey, okay? I D E A L. Going from we are thinking about doing a project to actually getting it done. We've been going through this. Remember, we called it a drama, a movie, okay? And we're right here where we're actually doing the work. So we're in the A words. The first A word we talked about was act, okay? Then last episode, we talked about achieve. Now, we tied that to something called the SIPOC. That's a real word, isn't it? S-I-P-O-C. If you've done any sort of work in process improvement, uh, you know what I'm talking about there. S-I-P-O-C. S for supply. I, input. P, it's where the transformation happens. It's called the process. Then we have an output. We talked about that in our last episode. The output is essentially what it is in real life. You know, it is the the thing that, as I jokingly say, you could take a picture of it or you could drop it on your toe. It is the completed project, okay? It is the tangible part, the output. And we achieve an output. Now we're on the third A word. It's accomplish. Now, I took some liberties. Achieve, accomplish. In the English language, there is overlap between those. But achievement, we had an achievement that we could see. Accomplish means that we've actually moved something forward. Okay. And accomplish addresses the last C on SIPOC, S-I-P-O-C, usually stands for customer. If you remember, I said, yep, that's true, but it's broader than that. So I've changed it to outcome. Okay. To see being the, the C and outcome because the outcomes are what we leave as an impression or an experience, not just with the customer, but also with everyone we work with, including our own project team, okay? And remember, our journey is talking about enabling joy and engaging excellence. So the engaging excellence part really got us so that our achieving an output was pretty darn amazing, okay? We got it. But the enabling joy, that's now getting to its kind of its culmination, where we're accomplishing outcomes. And there's two outcomes that we're going to look at. One is the joy on the team. Did we actually reinforce and build that joy? But first, let's go back to where we are with the customer. Now, I have talked in the past about a a famous consultant. He's known as Kano, Noriaka Kano, K-A-N-O. And he had a Kano model. And in that model, he talks about when we do what we're supposed to do, that achieves satisfaction. But when we go above and beyond, or when we go kind of, you know, thinking in a different direction or more holistically, we stand a better chance of delighting our customer. And they, they operate at the same time. If you only delighted and you didn't actually achieve the output, that doesn't work. Okay. And if you only achieve the output, didn't work on delight, well, the best you did was kind of break even at that point. You achieved minimum dissatisfaction, all right, is really how it's expressed. So we're going to talk about accomplishing. So let's put it in the reference of that condo model. So so let me give you an example here. Uh, let's say that your project is you need to get from here to there with your family on a trip, okay? It's like maybe a five-hour drive away, all right? Well, you could achieve the output, right? You could get there. And people get out of the car. I say, oh, look, we're, we're here at the vacation spot. Fantastic. But how did you get out of that car? How was that car right? How did you set up the start of this vacation? I mean, I could put my nose in the grindstone. and say, all right, everybody pile in. Five hours from now, we're going to pile out. I don't care who's got to go to the bathroom. I don't care, you know, how, who's hungry. We're going to get there, okay? And by the way, I'm going to take the shortest route. Okay, I don't care if it's full of potholes. I'm going to take the shortest route. I don't care if it goes to, a, you know, some dangerous area. Well, think about that. When we reach the end, okay, we've gotten the correct output. But what's the outcome? A bunch of very unhappy people, a bunch of maybe angry people starting a vacation, uh, a, not a vocation, a vacation, okay? That's a terrible outcome, isn't it? It's a terrible input to the vacation week, isn't it? So that's... <laughs> That's why we as project leaders have to be very, very attuned to not just that we got it done, but how did we direct this whole movie? That's why the IDE steps focus equally on engaging excellence and enabling joy so that we know that going back to our driving metaphor, that we're going to have that the, the ride itself sets the stage for an awesome vacation. Okay, instead of being the thing that we have to endure to get to vacation. That's what we don't want a project is. That's something we endured to be able to achieve the output. So a way to look at this is that, you know, when we look around at the team, we have a pretty simple question that we can ask them at, the, at this part of the project cycle. Okay, but you'll want to do it again. Would you want to do it again? And when folks emphatically say absolutely yes, well then, we know we've been enabling joy pretty well along the way. But people are like, man, I don't want to ever live through this again. Well, we might have gotten excellence. We might have gotten a great output. But man, oh man, we lost the bubble on on actually enabling joy somewhere along the road. Somewhere along those I, D, and E steps. Mm, we didn't do it all, did we? So that's that's the team standpoint. On the customer standpoint, Kano gives us a really cool couple of questions we can ask. And and that is where when we kind of you know, simply put, we're saying going above and beyond. That's it's really that's probably not the greatest description. It's did we seek to better understand? where the customer is and how they needed or were going to use this output so that maybe we could put a little shine on it that the, the customer didn't ask for. Or, and the question we ask is, hey, customer, would you be pretty excited if we also did this? And, and then the flip side to that is, how would you feel if that was never there, if it was gone? And that would help us. So, so in my book, I have this kind of tool that really allows you to ask these questions and then rack and stack the answers so that you would know, wow, doing this would really, man, just superstar our engagement with the, with the customer. That would truly delight the customer, not just satisfy with our output. We would actually accomplish true customer delight. That's a pretty darn ideal way to go. Now let's take it back to our own team and let's, let's put our, let's step back and remember, we're Christians who happen to have been given this blessing to lead a project. So I'm going to read from, from Luke, uh, gospel of Luke chapter 12. I always start at verse 13 to set the stage. Okay. So someone in the crowd said to him, teacher, tell my brother to divide in inheritance with me. Jesus replied, man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? Then he said to them, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. And he told them this parable, the ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus grain." And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it'll be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich toward God. Then Jesus said to his disciples, therefore, I tell you, Do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothes. You know, that parable about the the guy in the barns, it just strikes me, because Jesus, you know, has God saying, you fool. And, And you know, we're business people, maybe, and we're thinking, well, that seemed to make sense to me. You know, you could even sort of misapply the story of Joseph, you know, and with Pharaoh and telling Pharaoh, hey, you're going to have seven years of, of great harvest, seven years of famine. So while the, we have the great harvest, let's build big storehouses. Now, what's interesting is, remember, in the, in the Joseph story there, it's a story about relying on God, okay? The Pharaoh gets a dream, Joseph interprets it, and the Pharaoh relies on it. Is there a faith story there. That's not where Jesus' parable is pointing to. It's, it's really, a, hey, look at this. I can take care of myself. In essence, almost letting go of a need for God. Okay? And that's what we have to be careful of. You know, if we've gotten this great output, we're thinking, hey, look at this. You know, we got this project done in record time, under budget, blah, 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 blah. And and you're rightfully, I would say, celebratory about that achievement. Okay. Now we have to look real hard. Did we accomplish something that was better for everybody in terms of their life? Okay? Did we love our project team as we love ourselves? Did we love our customer as we love ourselves? Do we love our regulators as we love ourselves? Because that then means that hopefully we're also following and that we're loving God with our whole heart, mind, and soul. Our whole heart, mind, and soul. Wow. So we have to be rich toward God. Okay? Rich toward God. And when we're rich toward God, and then we're living that other great commandment, love your neighbor as yourself. We're more ready to accomplish the real outcomes that we want. That we've made people's lives better. We've taken value that was created in our hands and we've contributed to a customer who's delighted, who, who's now ready to say this has been all worthwhile. We've taken the, the fear out of their life, the anxiety out of their life. We've set our own people up for success. And that's where we're going to go there when we get to the L words. Okay. When we get to the L words, when we're talking about, okay, have we set ourselves up for future success. It, In particular, have we set our team members up for future success? Because we might not have them on our team again, okay? So we accomplish outcomes, and we remember that, you know, if we're only worried about the output, then we're not really following what Christ says, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For our lives are more than food and our bodies more than clothes. The outcomes that we help accomplish with our team probably overshadow even what we achieve with the output. And that is because we have enabled joy. We have created customer delight. <laughs> We're at that point where... We're seeing the brilliant sunrise. We're seeing the the new day. We're we're seeing the result of enabling joy and engaging excellence. We don't want to just stop here. So we're going to talk about the, the last three steps, our L words. That'll be in the next several episodes. Meanwhile, this has been a lot of fun being with you this week. You take care, and we'll see you next time.